and welcome to Cage Club. Two fans, almost 100 movies, one cage. This is episode 101, Kill Chain, from 2019. I'm Mike Manzi. And I'm Joey Lewandowski. And Mike, I watched this movie yesterday, and I remember nothing about it already! (laughs) We'll see how much I remember when I do the plot synopsis. Oh boy. So, last episode that we did, Running with the Devil, episode number 100. Welcome back. We are back here quickly after that one. Yeah, it's so nice to be back so soon. On that episode, we talked about the four tiers of Cage VOD movies. Yes, we did. So at the very, very top is the secretly actually good movie, Hungry Rabbit Jumps, that's Seeking Justice. Yes, Seeking that's Justice. Stolen, I think, is also up there, too. Okay, there's a couple. Army of One is up there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Then below that is the So Bad It's Good. Yes. That's a score to settle. Okay. That is... Trespass, perhaps? Trespass, of course. We'll be talking about Diamonds today. Maybe, possibly, another movie where Cage is a hotel proprietor oh, in Looking, Looking Glass, Glass um, right? Mm-hmm. Although, maybe not. Although, that also might be the one below. Put Mom and Dad? Probably. That's definitely there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Although, that was, that I think that might have been in theaters, too. I'm not sure if yeah. that... So, yes. Okay. Then below So Bad It's Good is just acceptable movies. Yes. That might be Looking Glass. That's just where it's that's like a... That's Looking Glass. That's a movie. You know, surprisingly, I think Outcast might even live there. The Hayden Christensen one in sure. China. Like, that ended up being, all right. That's you fine. know, that's what it is. Okay. People hate pay the ghost but i think pay the ghost might live there it's fine it's not great but it's fine yes the then, bottom tier is what we call the 211s yes so the like absolute <laughs> like how was this made the, into a movie the runner i think might fit there oh absolutely yeah this is a garbage movie <laughs> what it's, tier, it's what you call a movie it's a movie question mark what tier would you place okay Kill Chain this in? is tough man this is this bounces around for for the movie for me back and forth around a lot of places where do but you wind up i wind up we might disagree Today, here. I wind up with... I want to say it at the same time. I'm, no, I'm so nervous. Just I know. We're going to say it differently. What are you going to say? <laughs> I kind of want to know what you're going to say first. I think this is one of the absolute worst Nick oh, Cage Oh, no. Movies. I think it's just fine. It's it's not really a Nick Cage movie. That's the problem. the problem. Of all the VOD movies he's in, I think it had, had potential. Like, I was telling Andrea, if this had a bomb-ass cast, okay? You didn't like Veronica Mars' dad and Rico Colatoni? <laughs> well, I like Jason Stackhouse from True Blood for, like, two sequences. But, like, you know, if this had names to it and, like, they were getting capped, you know, they would come in, do, like, a monologue and so, get shot. So like, if they had running be... with the Devil's cast... <laughs> no, it's not the Barry Pepper. I don't need Pepper here. Lawrence Fishburne. I know. Well, Lawrence Fishburne could fit, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if everybody, like, at the end, if we got, like, 50 Cent instead of this rapper I don't even, I've never seen before. Frozen Ground, another perfectly acceptable case. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Oh, man. That's why I put it in the middle because, like, I, I feel like on its own, this could have been a, a good movie, and it just, it, it's a victim of circumstance and all other kinds of shit. I was worried that you were going to say it's a so bad it's good. No, no, it's no, not. no, 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 it's, no. I know better. I'm now. okay on the cusp between the two. I think that there is so little to remember about this movie whatsoever yeah. that it's. I guess okay. So there, that's the bigger definition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's offensively bad, like two eleven, maybe that belongs there. Maybe we don't tarnish right. that ranking by just having like this. Because no, feel because like, the runner. Come on, what the fuck, the runner? Like really, <laughs> this. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, seriously, Joey, like, he's a lobbyist, then he's a scandal for sleeping Having around, he's an alcoholic. Sleeping with Sarah Paulson. Yeah, I don't know. Ugh. That is a very bad movie. This is not as bad. It's, it looks oh, it's simultaneously kind of cheap at points, but also oh, beautiful. I think, I, think, I think its cheapness lies in its production values yeah and everything else drags it down a little because like the music's really cool i like the music it's somewhere somewhere between carpenter and like robert rodriguez doing the score okay Um, i have this in my bottom 10 cage movies though it's it's 
toward okay. how do I want to say this? Toward the top of the bottom well, ten. He, okay. Like there are still eighty cage movies that are better than this. <laughs> this movie has drastic problems, but let me tell you what I like, why I feel like there's a certain redeeming quality. Do that and then it. I want you to summarize this movie okay. if you can. What I like about it yes. is the idea of the kill chain itself, the chain of death. Like, it's almost like a horror movie I, pre- pre- uh, premise without the supernatural Honestly, stuff. if that wasn't the name of the movie, I would not have followed that in the movie. Oh, I wouldn't have either. I mean, it has, <laughs> it has to call it out. <laughs> but I love, I, what I liked, I won't say live, caught myself, what I liked <laughs> about this movie the most is just the idea that, like, okay, you're going to get, like, a scene... But it's almost like a like a one act play with yeah. a couple people, and at the end of the scene, only one person's going to survive and go on to the next scene, and then in that scene, it's going to be like another short play, and then a whole new person's going to survive that and go on. So like, it's almost like a, a character carrying on the film. In it's a like weird... the Russian nesting dolls of suck. <laughs> That's the problem, except it's of suck. But I like that idea, like that general concept he was trying to play with there is just it got bogged down in another diamond score to settle. And I do want to point out, and I, I feel like I need to make this disclaimer every time we have, like when I have a reaction like this, okay. I genuinely want to love every Nicolas Cage movie, and I love most of them. And he's good in this for he's what he's in. He's good in this, but the problem is he disappears for 45 minutes. Yeah. This movie's available on Amazon Prime. It's a Prime original or oh, Prime exclusive or something. We didn't even get to that, yeah, yeah. So go watch it, I guess, if you want. It's a 90-minute movie. He's not in it for 45. He's in it for the first two minutes, and he goes away for like 45 or 50 minutes. Then he comes back. I don't find literally any other part of this movie interesting. Hmm. I don't care about anything else. I'm compelled to watch him because of what we do here, but I don't think there's enough of him or that things get weird enough no. for me to really latch on here. I hear what you're saying. Like This, is, this would be one, if we were still doing Cage Club Revisited, where I would be like, Either we're never doing this or we're doing it tonight because we're getting it out of the way. <laughs> yes, no, I know your tolerance has raised a little bit since we finished the initial run of, of Cage Club, I'd say. But, but I mean, that what what was keeping me going was, yes. I was um, and I can't believe I'm going to, and I know this movie's stupid and everything like that, but I was like, I was seriously like, who's going to survive the kill chain next? Like, because the movie really breaks it down. Cage like, does, right? Well, at the end, he survived. He started the whole kill chain to begin with. You find out that, like, he paid the two assassins to try and take each other out over the diamonds because... Oh, should I do the plot summary? Do the plot summary. Okay. Because this might also help me. So do you want it in how it happens, or do you just want what happens? So here's the thing. (laughs) The first 45 minutes of this movie are a needless flashback. Here's my biggest problem with the movie. Nicolas Cage is the owner of a hotel. Yes. Hotel Del Franco. Yep. Sunny, Sunny, Sunny. Oh, interesting. James Franco James and Sunny, Franco. the Nicolas Cage directed film. Two guys come in, basically wanting to kill him or something. Like there's, they're menacing dudes in the hotel. They've been and looking for him, yeah. And he's like, "Let me tell you a story." Yep. Forty-five minutes to get from the start of something to where they are now, and then there's like a forty, forty, yeah, minute it's, conclusion. And we see all that stuff again it's not like it picks up where it left off like we could have just you know you could just skip the first 10 minutes of this movie and start at the flashback and not miss a thing biggest problem with this movie they didn't reshoot the scenes it's not like pulp fiction where it's like the diner scene from two different angles it's like the same shit yeah my biggest problem with this movie is it's a 45 minute flashback as told by cage with no cage voiceover yeah if you throw cage voiceover in here i love this movie if you let him go because like (laughs) Because one of the bits on IMDb trivia, so I wrote down the trivia for all five things on IMDb. So here's 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 the trivia, and the the one the, the important one, uh, zero of one people find this interesting. No, one of three. I'm sorry. This is the entirety verbatim, in the vein of quote, 
greatest detective noirs, plural, films, end quote. In the vein of greatest detective noirs films. This is nothing like Kiss Me Deadly. Trivia. <laughs> so in my mind, no, when, I, yeah. when I read that, I want him at the end of Dog Eat Dog yeah, yeah, yeah. driving that old black couple, being Humphrey Bogart for no reason. Right. I want 45 Spider-Man minutes Noir. of voiceover. Yes. Yeah, I want yeah. 45 minutes of Cage well, like, oh, here's my part. Like, here's the here's, even... But like, it, but, it's not. But here's the even bigger problem. Cage goes like, let me tell you a story, okay? And they do this whole flashback. And I'm like, he's not even in this flashback. Yeah. How does he know this is how it went down? Now, look, did you catch this? Now, when we wrap back around, okay, yeah. mm-hmm. and he says, let me tell you a story, and they, and we're back to where it started, yeah. he tells them a story about how he ended up at the hotel. So the movie, like, kind of fucks with you thinking Cage is telling this story, but it just cut at a random part. No, but it is that story. But it's not the whole story because when because Franco. But when they come in and after he starts talking about Franco and the and the and they were running, they didn't know it. They found out that they were like uh, human trafficking. Yes, and all that. And then do your plot summary. Okay, because I need help. Okay, I'm I'm just gonna go from like what you find out at the end. Like, yeah, I'm not going to order, the, gonna movie. Just go go in, like, yes. order the movie, but basically what you find out is that like about like roughly 17 years ago, Cage and his friend Frank Rowe were like bad motherfuckers and would just like run drugs, whatever. Is Franco, he's Enrico Colatoni, right? Is he Veronica Mars' dad? You only he... see him in flashbacks. Oh, he's the guy who locks the gate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Cage and his friend like hung out all the time, did bad shit for the cartel or whoever, and then one day they were asked to burn a cage of little girls, basically, like 12-year-old girls yes. who were human trafficking, and they're like, you got to clean up this mess, you got to burn these girls, and they refused. His buddy Franco even took one of them and raised them as his daughter. Flash forward 17 years the cartel like catches up to him kills the girl kills franco cage goes on like a, he sets up this whole thing as like a revenge plot against the people who did this to his friend and I don't ends think up understood this movie the same ends way. up stealing the di- because it's in the middle of like a diamond heist and he ends up getting the diamonds at the same time as getting back at the people who killed his best friend and that is basically the kill chain he sets up the chain with the old sniper who i think is veronica mars's dad i don't know i've never watched veronica mars's but yes, the ball, the ball guy. Yeah, so he like sets up. Wait, this, so who is he? I think he's the sniper in the beginning. No, no. So here's what I think happened. Okay, I think he's Franco. No, he's not Franco. Franco, Are you sure? Yeah, they killed his friend Franco. No, because his name and I wrote it down is Aranya. No, a- that's Cage. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying. In oh re- no! In the beginning, that's Sanchez. So no, here, here's what I think happened. <laughs> okay. So. Cage tells a story, right? So yeah. he's telling a story about his friend Aranya, about these two guys, right? But then at the end, the girl is like, oh, you're Aranya. He's like, yeah, of course. Yeah. The story he's telling, I think, I think this might be wildly wrong because A, little mentally checked out, but B, movie's not good. Mm-hmm. I think his partner was Keith Mars, was Veronica Mars' dad. I'm going to call him Keith Mars. Okay. Because that's the only other thing I know. And that's the old sniper from the beginning. That's the guy who calls his daughter. daughter. And his daughter's like, why can't I see you? And he's like, you don't want to know. She's the daughter that he adopted. No, no, she's dead. They killed her. That's sure? Yeah, and that's one of the guys responsible. No, that's just just the writing. That's just the day-to-day life of 
Deadshot picture like, oh, I'm an assassin. Hey, you got a what's a rice cooker cost? It's just oh, bullshit dialogue that means nothing. So, <laughs> a movie about ostensibly about two drug runners dealing with the fallout from human trafficking, wherein yeah. one of them adopts a girl and raises her as his daughter. Yes, has another subplot where a totally unrelated guy has another fucked up relationship with his daughter, just coincidentally. Yeah, so it's thematic, that's all. It's just, in the beginning of the movie, it's just like, oh, uh, okay, so, like, you're trying to get us on this guy's side. He's got a daughter. We gotta empathize with that and everything else. And then he gets killed right away, right? And then later, this whole idea of, like, daughters comes up again. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, powerful writing. Okay. So Keith Mars is a bad guy. Yeah, everyone's a bad guy. But yes. But he's not a bad guy on Cage's team. No, Cage So okay, hired so can you him. redo your summary for me? Like not with the paper, just like yeah. So so Cage and Franco are best friends. They're asked to kill a bunch of little girls. Because they cut they get the wrong shipment or something. I yeah, mean, they it's just mess. gotta disappear. It's they say two no, of the wire. They end up getting killed anyway by someone else, but his Franco his friend Franco takes one of the girls and they kind of raise him. Raise her as a daughter. And he quits the okay? game. And they quit. And they just hang out at that he hotel. He buys the hotel and he And there's sort of that flashback where they're playing poker and yes. chess and all that kind of stuff. Then one day, 17 years later, when she's like all grown up, she's killed. And Franco's killed too. Like the cartel comes after them. They're back. They found them. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we found you. Okay. It took us like 20 years, but like the vendetta is So who's the born. sniper? This is what's fucked up. So when the movie starts, there's like a jewel heist going on. Yes. And Cage, we find out, hires these two snipers to kill each other, but he also wants... Why? The, he wants the diamonds because they because the... Veronica Mars's daughter Dad. and Sanchez, the sniper, are the two who actually burn the girls. They do the little flashback, and Cage comes in the room, and Veronica Mars's dad's like, I didn't burn them. And he's like, no, but you were there, and you let it happen. And he's like, you're right. I let it happen. And it okay. was him and Sanchez who actually burned the girls alive. And that's why plan A was to get them to shoot each other. Plan B was to get everybody to the hotel somehow. And they all worked for the lady who the woman ended up stabbing like 50 times yeah. in the hotel room. She's like the Mama Sita yes. ruler, like the she's Scarface. The, she's the head of the cartel, essentially. Yeah. So at the end of the movie, basically, like everything is wrapped up. No one's coming after them again, and he can like finally leave the hotel and go. And it's him and the woman together. He he yeah. They split the money, and he lets that one woman live. The woman in red. We have no idea why he was. He was. He was like some kind of contact point where he was going to get her like a new identity. He's kind of like in Breaking Bad. He's kind of like the um, Robert Forster kind of guy. Yeah, and so at the end, he he's just him alone. And he, he goes on to live. But happy about it. I don't know, you know, like, like there's some kind of, some kind of closure. Yeah, this movie's not good. No, no. I mean, it's needlessly confusing, but like, I, I think like there's, there's a great idea hidden here somewhere. And I think it needs that supernatural thing. Like a kill chain kind of thing would be cool if it was like a horror movie where it's like, kind of like an it follows sort of thing but like imagine the thing is like okay there's five people in any room and only one person it's not like i guess that's kind of like saw right saw is kind of like kill chain where it's like but anyway the idea that like oh only one person of this room is going to leave alive and then they go to another room or they go into like another situation with a bunch of people and definitely don't survive. So it's like, oh, who's going to survive that scene and go on to the next scene? So the, the, the plot summary on Letterboxd is three strangers' lives are inevitably entangled 
That's not three correct. strangers. In a conflict, none of them are prepared for. Who are the three strangers? Cage. There's more than three. It's Cage, the lady. The woman in red. The, yeah. And the two guys that are together <laughs> at the end. I have so many Cage connections, though. Do you want me to, to list off a couple Cage There's connections? one that blew my goddamn mind. No, I know exactly which one it was. Go for it. Well, first off, the first one, Saturn Films. It's a oh, Saturn yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, that went away for a while. Now he's just making movies again? I know. It's great. And it's got a nice new logo and everything. Love it. Hotel Motel Owner. That's yes. Cool. Looking Glass. The composer, not not a Cage Connection, the composer of this movie also composed The Paperboy with Zac Efron. Oh, okay. And Nicole Kidman. Yeah, we watched that. That's the one. Where she on him. That's right, because he gets stung. By a jellyfish. But that's also the one Matthew McConaughey gets his throat slit by... Oh. I forget you. the other actor. Couldn't tell you. Oh, okay. It's a good movie. Oh, it's did you did you notice recent Cage Connection? Half these characters don't have names. Yep. Kind of like Running with the Devil, but it's not all the mm-hmm. way out. It's just like we didn't bother naming them. So he's like the sniper, the old sniper, the woman in red, <laughs> Aranya. Diamonds. I mean, diamonds made me think of Cage now. Trespass. Oh, he wears glasses. That's nice. Oh, okay. Here it is. Here's the one I think for two movies in a row speaks terrible Spanish. Very true. That's not what blew my mind, but I did make a note of that. <laughs> he points after he takes a shot. Yes. A beautiful woman finds him irresistible. And uses the word irresistible. <laughs> That's, she's like, why do I find you irresistible? And I was like, what the <laughs> I lost my mind at that point. He has a gold gun, like Castor Troy. You know, you see in his safe, Ooh, yeah, yeah, he's okay. got that golden gun. The poster's extremely misleading. On the cover, he's got a crowbar, and he never picks up a crowbar. Here's some other notes that I took about this. Keith Mars's daughter's cell, her name is Andrea. Shout out, Andrea. Hey. Her phone number is what looks to be like a regular phone number. Oh, did you call it? No, I'm worried to call it. But it's registered to Winona, Minnesota, which is Whoa, where Winona Ryder was born. Winona. Hey, Winona forever. I liked the way that these subtitles were stylized. Like they had yes, the yellow creepy. They're almost Fast and Furious style. A little bit. I love those. Those were actually very nicely oh, done. You know, speaking of titles, the opening credits to this movie are... Describe them, please. Okay, so like Cage goes, let me tell you a story. And then the screen basically explodes in a cavalcade of Sin City-esque flash art. Blacks and whites and reds and blues and clips from the movies freeze-framed and and montaged and collaged to look cool. To what end, I ask? Extreme. I was losing... I texted you immediately. I didn't want to respond with like, I hated this movie. I just like let you have your... Yes, they are quite something. (laughs) He's basically acting as hotel proprietor like that kid in the beginning of the bad times of the El Royale where okay. it's just like why are you making the drink well I just do everything here you know what yeah. like, I, I do all of it I I really like Cage in this movie like he, he looks healthy he first. does he looks good he feels and lo- he seems relaxed he's coming off like real good I, you know like I, I, I like him in this movie it's, it's helping me out Cage in action here when he's sleeping with the woman in red mm-hmm. they talk about a rabbit hole Oh. Hungry Rabbit jumps. Poisons someone with a drink, I think, right? He, he like, yes, yes, does he does. Does he poison other people in other movies? He talks to a blonde prostitute. He's done that in movies before. True. Cage was a truck driver. We think we see him drive a truck in oh. Running with the Devil. You know what? He was a truck driver in Between Worlds very recently. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. <laughs> he gives a guy a gun that explodes in his face. What happens there? Yeah, so I think I was trying to figure that out with Andrea, and I think the idea there is, like, it's a plant, right? So, like, he knows that if someone takes the gun off him, they're going to use it against him. So he's going to have a gun that backfires because he knows that they're going to use it. What so, a complicated plan. Yeah, it's like a prank. A murderous prank. So we skip over, like, the whole compromise, too. Did you notice that? Like, they start to make out and stuff, and then it cuts to, like, later in the night. The quadruple space. 
Yeah, so they quadruple spaced the compromise in this. We really get nothing. So here are the trivia bits. Oh, wait, real quick. Yes. Cage is one of my favorite lines in recent Cage history. Uh, free Wi-Fi. <laughs> he says it as a joke. I know. He says it like a couple times. He's like, we have to take a picture of you and, you know, send it through. He's like, you, know, you, you could have come in. Uh, free Wi-Fi. <laughs> but it actually works. The trivia about it is that this is the seventh time he worked with Millennium Films. The second movie he shot in Columbia last year, the first was Running with the Devil, so he went down there and shot a couple of movies. I was wondering where this took place. Cage is an executive producer because this is yep, a Saturn film. films. And it's the seventh time Nicole's Cage, mistyped in <laughs> trivia, plays a character named John. Okay. So he's got a great line in this movie, too, towards the end where he's like, gets a moment to freak out and he's telling the story and he's getting a little more drunk. He's telling the Franco story and he goes, do you want me to say I'm sorry? Do you want me to say anything but fuck you? I got up and just started clapping. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I've got, I'm not, I'm, it's not, it's by no means do I, you know, consider this good or stuff, but there were still cage moments that were like really, you know, I was like, oh man. The real disappointment to this, there's not enough of him. Right. And I had to watch a lot of this movie that was bad. We're du- This was a dupe, like for sure. Yes. Like looking at that, looking at that poster, it's yep. almost like the Second Coming of Mandy, where you're like, oh, he's gonna fuck shit up this whole movie. You know, basically what the movie two episodes should have been, where he, him, and his son were like going down his kill list in that movie. Like, and yet he only kills one guy in that. Yeah. Whatever. But like, I wanted to see Cage sort of a little more proactive. Well, what we know is the actual second coming of Mandy is either mm-hmm. Colorado Space, which is coming soon, yes, or maybe Prisoners of the Ghostland, which is coming next year. Mm. I know that this year, so we hopefully, you know fingers it. crossed, Knockwood, Colorado Space happens. Yeah. We also could get Primal. I think we're getting Primal. I know. I'm very excited for Primal. Which is Noah's Ark or something? But the animals are like insane and mutated. It's like that show Zoo that was on a couple seasons ago. I never watched it, but Blonde Girl from Inglorious Bastards is in it. Uh, Shoshana? Shoshana? Yes, because there's many blonde girls in that. I just realized there's also from American Treasure. Oh, Diane Kruger. Bridget von Hammerschmack. He's filming this movie now, Pig, which sounds insane, which is like he's fighting a giant mutant Godzilla pig. Yeah. I can't wait. Uh, it looks insane. Oh, and then what's also the jujitsu is coming yeah. too, and that looks like it might even get fingers crossed theatrical release. There's nine or ten movies on the to be right now that are not out yet that we have, or that between including Color of Space that we have not seen yet. So there's yeah. again no shortage now, of upcoming cage. Movies. You've mentioned you mentioned this briefly in passing, but I just want to touch upon it just a little bit more. Uh, just how truly baffling the release of this movie was, because you know we've come into weird shit before where like it took a year for a movie to come stateside. Yes, with the adjustment. Bureau, like it was released an entire year earlier. Not the Adjustment Bureau, that's an actual movie. Oh, I'm sorry, the Adjustment... Yeah, the Adjustment Bureau. You're thinking of the Matt Damon one. That's the Adjustment Bureau. Oh, that is the Adjustment Bureau? Then what's the Cage one? I'll look it up. We're doing great. Tell your story. So, like, there's been all kinds of weird releases, you know, with Mandy, like, it was in theaters and demand the same day and all that kind of... And, like, that's kind of more typical. But with this, like, not only... The Humanity Bureau. Humanity Bureau. Sorry about that, Matt Damon. Like, not only was this video on demand, it's on Amazon Prime, which means you don't even have to pay for it, which means they're kind of giving it away for free. Yep. But it also... Came out on a Thursday afternoon. So here's the thing. So we saw on one, not I don't want to say sketchy website, but it's just like some news site that I have never seen before. Said Kill Chain has been dated for October 15th, which is a Tuesday. And we're like, oh, it's yeah. Blu-ray. And then it's like going to be a Prime movie. And we're like, huh? And I have friends <laughs> who are on you know sites where they can get movies that are just released wherever. And like Arr, this wasn't pirates. out, right? And it just wasn't. Yeah, there's no sign of it. No and trace. And so we had planned last week to do like a Friday night. Kill Chain, Toy Story 4, because we have a new Keanu Club episode this week, too. Right. And, and let's we not forget to mention 
the our king. new Elvis, Pre- Elvis Presley podcast, <laughs> Pod Vegas. Go check that out. Release scheduled TBD. And then, so Tuesday came and went. No movie. No word. Wednesday came and went. No, no movie. And we're like texting Le- each other. Like, legally on Amazon or alternatively nothing, on other sites. No site. Nothing. No, yeah. No other news. Nothing like, oh, it's running and, late. And I'm looking up, where, where is this movie? So then I just, you know, search on Thursday midday. I'm just like, there it is. You just it's text just, me in the middle there. of nowhere. Yeah. Kill chain. I'm it's like, like what? Thursday afternoon. It's just like, oh, there it is. We're like, okay, cool. So, you know, here we are a couple days later. We both watched it over the weekend. Okay, so I have a new theory now that, like, the weekend's passed and I've been thinking about it and all this kind of stuff. Not a theory about the movie, but a theory about the release of the about movie. About the release of yeah, the yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is kind of more interesting than of the movie at this point. The big deal is every Friday, new movies come out in the theaters. Lately, over the last two, three years, it's been more and more likely that release dates have been pushed to Thursday. Okay, yes. so like, not just midnight screenings, not just nine o'clock screenings, but you could literally go see, you know, I could have gone it's to see o'clock. Zombieland 2 at like, no, I'm talking four in the afternoon. Oh, really? Okay. At the mall. You know where we go to... to that's still, tri- still not, that, that's not everywhere, because that's not even by me. Yeah, it's, certain- it's mental now. And uh, and so my, my new thing is like, oh, Amazon Prime decided to do the same thing. They're like, let's just release it. like weekend release? Yeah. Yeah, you know, let's just cut it early like they do for some of these movies in the theaters now and drop it on a Thursday. I guess so. It's I, so weird. It's, it's beyond so, me, man. It's so cool, though. It's part of the lore of Cage now and, like, his w- random releases and stuff. I love it. Hopefully we get another one or two this year. Who knows? Knock wood. But we're on a good streak, man. You know, August, September, October, a movie apiece. It's looking good. I'm happy now. A score to settle. Running with the devil. Kill chain and all of varying quality, right? Like you know, we could the, the first two enjoyable. First, first one is like on that level yeah. where it's just like yeah, watch watch that. Yes. Second one still good, crazy, not a good movie, but still fun. Yes, this is kind. This is this is rough. <laughs> this is on the rougher side of things. This is like a a three. Then is what we're calling this. Are we gonna do like categories from now on? Like so, like came Nick, up with? like Nick Jenkins category, Hurricane category, his original rating scale on Rebad. <laughs> so category four is the worst one. Yeah, this would be a category three. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Category one is like actually like it's a kind of pleasant. Uh, category two would be like it's the best, the worst. Like it's a little bit bad, but it gets they're it's, all it's they're fine. all hurricanes. I mean, yeah, they're all hurricanes. <laughs> Hurricane. Also, cage. shout out to Real Bad for hitting 100 episodes and being like, "Whoop, we're done." So congratulations to Nick and his yeah. gang of what I'm calling his gang of masochists for just yeah wanting to do what he does, subjecting and, themselves. Oh boy, for all things. Do you have any, any other thoughts about oh, Kill Chain? I'm surprised that we talked about it for this long. I'm good. I'm still waiting on the DVD. Uh, DVD. I'm still waiting on the Blu-ray release date for Running with the Devil. So come Score on to now. Settles out. I own Score to I Settle. I own Score to Settle. Yep, I got but that. Running with the Devil not out yet. So gotta nope. keep it. Keep keep the head in a swivel, eyes peeled. Oh, to I, did we mention that this was available in 4K on oh, you Amazon? Can stream it 4K yeah. UHD. I mean, it looks nice. It does look nice. Watch a lot it of, on mute. A lot of good drone shots. Watch it on mute. Just just mute the parts without cage. Or just go to the second half of the movie. Honestly, because like the, what he says no, in the beginning. Literally, yeah. Go just to 50 minutes. Right in. when the credits end, or right when they start, I should say. Just started at the opening credits because that's where the wraparound ends. For all things, uh, all things Cage Club, you go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, or at cageclubpod on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, mailbag at cageclub.me. Come back sooner or later for the next movie. Probably. Sooner than I'm, later, I I'm hope. I'm guessing Primal, maybe Color Out of Space. I don't know. I hope. We'll either. find out. Yeah. But, it would be uh, nice if, like, Halloween color out of space just drops yeah Oof. like i said we've got a new keanu club episode this week about toy story 4 we've got new tom tom episodes tom mm-hmm. hanks tom cruise every friday alternating i've got every tuesday too fast too forever you've got once or twice a month third time's a charm and we just really recorded and we're releasing an intro episode for viva pod vegas a look back through the filmography 
of Mr. <laughs> Elvis Presley. Just his movies. Basically a release schedule as Cage releases movies. Going to be, you know, maybe four, five, six, seven, eight episodes a year. Whenever we get together in person, we're going to do that. So keep an eye out for Viva Pod Vegas, available to subscribe now or very soon, wherever you get podcasts. I'm Joey Lewandowski. And I'm Mike Manzi. And we'll see you next time for some movie at some point right here on Cage Club. Double kill. Triple kill. Overkill. Kill-tacular. Kill-trocity. Kilimanjaro. Kill-tastrophe. Kill-pocalypse. Kill-yonaire. Killing-spree. Killing-frenzy. Running-riot. Rampage. Untouchable. Invincible. Inconceivable. Unfriggin' believable!